Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, the Federal Law Enforcement Agency of the United States Air Force. I'm Hannah, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I've been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Welcome back, archivists. Welcome back. Happy Monday. Yes. we. Sorry, we skipped one. Yes. I appreciate your guys' understanding, though, that we are still a family podcast mm-hmm. and things happen. I have a young kid and we just all got sick. <laughs> yeah. It was Unfortunately. A mess. Not COVID, though. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it was a mess. Regular sick, right? Yeah, just a regular sick. I got it first and then somehow you guys got it while we were here. Right. <laughs> But this is episode number 50. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah, just after almost a uh, just after a year, a little mm-hmm. over a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty we've exciting. Taken some breaks. Yeah. Do you remember when you asked, first asked me? Yeah, was it like September of 2020? Uh yeah. 20, 20 September 2020, September yeah. September of 2020, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we, Here we are. officially started February 1st. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 50 episodes. That's pretty cool. Pretty awesome. High yeah, five to us. Yeah. And today is kind of a cool one. Uh, we are talking about genetic genealogy again. And this is actually the very first ever case to be solved using genetic genealogy. However, it wasn't solved until 2019, but this goes back to 2011. So this is the very first case ever to use this to type use of... To use the technique is what you're saying, right. man. Okay, because right. the Golden State... That makes sense. The Golden State Killer was the first like to solve... Right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Right. So this um, specifically, and I'm actually, I got this case from Identifinders International LLC. Uh Now, you guys have heard us talk about this company before. They've been involved in solving some of these cases. So this is like straight from their website. I'm reading this. It says, it's cited as the, um, was the first known instance where direct-to-consumer DNA test data was used to generate um, investigative leads. So they specifically refer to this type of profile as a YSTR profile. This is the type of genealogy that they're using. So it seems not as advanced as the genetic genealogy that we talk about today. Uh This was like, you know, the beginning stages of it in 2011 to start getting those investigative leads. And then in 2019, the full-blown genetic genealogy is what ended up closing this case. But this type of DNA began back in 2011. Mm-hmm. So mo- I don't think most people, like, we didn't even realize that. You know, the Golden State Killer is always credited to being the first. But technically, this goes back to 2011. Taken from the male chromosome, I believe. is, is Yeah. One of the, okay. Yep. Uh, this story also has a possible interesting link, quick link to the Mayflower. So we're going <laughs> to go back in history a little bit. We're uh, taking place in King County, Washington, specifically Federal Way, Washington, inside of King County. And we are talking about Sarah Yarborough. 1991. Okay. I'm sorry. I was going to also say we're um, discussing the Washington State Patrol Crime Lab. I never, you say I never like say the things where we're at so i'm saying them now (laughs) okay (laughs) also just like an interesting fun fact detective jim doyon took over this case he was actually part of the green river killer task force green river killer task force gary leon ridgeway he's the Uh second most prolific serial killer in the u.s with 49 murder convictions 
took place in King County uh, oh, uh, between okay. the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. So this detective who was a part of that task force, he t- ends up taking over this case. Oh, that's so pretty he's, good then. He's, he's a well-known detective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, this book's been written about that. There's been movies and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty popular. You can Google that. It's pretty popular. Yeah. We don't do the really Hollywood popular ones like that. Not really. I mean, yeah. we've briefly touched. Some of the cases that we've picked have like yeah, kind of some intertwined. Have, yeah, somehow. Right. But Which is not on purpose. We wouldn't <laughs> pick the uh, a case like that necessarily, maybe. I don't know. I still want to talk about making a murderer with you, and I think we should. But All right. For all those that just like started listening in the middle, now that Hannah mentioned that, you have to go back to the beginning and listen <laughs> to the first episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or listen to our introduction. Do I talk about it in our introduction? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay, good. So, Federal Way, Washington, it is a city inside of King County, Washington, located in the Seattle metropolitan area. It is the 10th largest city in Washington, and according to the 1990 census, it had a population of 67,671 people. So, that's we're talking about 1991, yep. so about the same. Uh-huh. Uh, it was originally a logging settlement, and it was first called Federal Way in 1929 after the U.S. Highway 99. Mm. Just some interesting fun okay. facts. Neat. So, uh, like I mentioned, we're talking about Sarah Yarborough. She was 16 years old in 1991, living in Federal Way, Washington, where she attended Federal Way High School. She is described as the all-American girl next door. Jim Doyon um, actually is quoted in 1992 as saying, this was a particularly promising citizen who would have made a real difference to the community had she been allowed to live. So... He's kind of a testament to like how everyone. And who said that? Uh, Jim Doyon. He, the, so the lead detective oh, okay, okay. that I mentioned. Yep. Sarah had actually wanted to become a national merit scholar and had just taken the PSAT. And the scores placed her as a commended scholar, which those are two things that I've never heard of. So I guess that was something back in the 90s that you could be a national merit scholar. Yeah. And that was just the PSAT. Which is the pre-SAT, so... Yeah, because she's 16 years old. Yeah, Yeah. she was scoring high on that. Yeah, she was... Yeah. It placed her as a commended scholar. Again, I've never heard of these. Is that Mm. like a... Was that a thing for Uh, you guys, too? You just weren't smart enough. Okay. I also went to a Dodia school in Japan, (laughs) so you can... (laughs) I'm just kidding. You you were smart enough. Thank you. I mean, I was blessed because you knew everything. So I never had to teach you anything. So uh, you, yeah. You're such a smart ass. <laughs> okay. All right, go. I wonder who I get it from. <laughs> anyway, um, so that put her in the top national rankings uh, towards becoming a National Merit Scholar, which is pretty cool. She had also hoped to become a writer. She acted and danced danced at her school as well, and she was a member of her school's drill team. Now, on Saturday, December fourteenth, nineteen ninety one, she had just gotten to school to prepare for a drill event at. Wanity, Wanity High School in Kirkland. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Sarah was seen parking in the back parking lot of her school at around 8, 10 a.m., but sh- the bus wasn't supposed to leave until 9 a.m., so she's like an hour early, right? But So she's seen parking there, but not actually seen getting out of her car. At 8.20, um, someone reports her car engine being warm, so I guess what I was going to say is it's kind of weird to me that n- she was seen parking and then no one else, like, walked over to her yeah it, it's That's already i'm already i'm thinking like uh, this is a crime of opportunity right so because like wrong place like it, it would have been the first female that got there early probably yeah, yeah. but like what well, i'm thinking like people saw her like there were already people there so people saw her and i'm just like no one walked over to be like hey oh what's w- up wait a minute 
I thought you said she was there an hour early. Right, but there were still other people that reported seeing her. And that, so then someone reports uh, get that. You're right. going to her car engine, and her car engine was warm. So someone did 20 minutes later, go up 10 minutes later, go up to her car. Uh, but 10 minutes is still like kind of a long time. Oh, maybe I would, someone I'd like walk her to her. Oh, maybe someone followed her then. Yeah, uh, those are shaky details. I, I need more details ab- about yeah. that. So that's weird. Yeah. Because it's saying, the research is saying that she was there an hour early, but then... No one, but then like people were there and people saw her, but no one saw her get out of the car. So like that's weird. Yeah, that's I'm just saying the, in yeah, my mind, yeah. like for high school, I would be like, oh look, she just got here. I'm gonna go say hi or something. Or like yeah, she's no, been sitting that, in her car is, for a that while. That does some weird details for yeah. me. Okay. And then ten minutes later, someone reports that her car engine was warm. Okay. So about an hour later, at around nine fifteen a.m., a man was seen by two boys coming out from some bushes not far from where her, her car had been parked. The two boys went over to investigate, and they found uh, her body back behind the bushes. So Sarah had been found beaten, sexually assaulted, and strangled to death with her stockings. So this and this was all. how much? At how what time was this at? So her body was found at nine fifteen. She had parked her car at eight ten, and so so eight ten is when she's seen parking. Eight twenty, someone goes over. And reports that her car is warm, but she's not in her car. And then 9.15 is when her body is found by these two boys. Because they saw a male coming out of the... Um, yeah. So they went to go investigate. One of the boys ran home to get their, their parents while the other boy stayed with her body. And then oh, they they br- found he brought the parents. Wait a minute. They were there close a bunch to of, the school. Oh, this was just practice. It wasn't like a... Oh, I'm so confused now. Yeah. It's... Int- 9.15, so the buses were supposed to leave at 9. So th- my assumption at this point is that the buses and all of her drill team members have already left. Because they uh, were supposed to gotcha, leave at gotcha, 9. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so at 9.15. Okay. So but the bus is going to leave at 9.15? And they see her car. So right. like, why did no why one... Isn't, so what time did they have to get there? 9 o'clock? And, and they're all going to pile on and leave at 9.15? No, the bus left at 9. The nine, bus was okay. scheduled to leave at 9. Her body's all found right. at 9.15. The bus is scheduled to leave at 9. I don't. No one knows why she got there early. There was, and that's people, not... But she didn't get there early because people saw her drive in at 8.10. S- yeah. It just says people. It was just right. says witnesses. All right. Well, we it have plenty of witnesses. It was unclear if it was other drill members. Oh, there's quite a bit, yeah. And then we have two people that saw the subject, too. Right. Okay, there good. There's going to be all a right. third one I'm going to talk about. All right. So uh, when police arrive, this is some of the evidence that initially they notice. Her body is found about 100 yards from her car, not in a direction that she would have walked towards the school or towards the buses. So police believe that she is lured or dragged there because of this. Is that a fair assessment to you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, immediately somebody, somebody got her attention, whether they knocked her over the head or something, because we'll talk about this in a minute, right? Where they knocked her over the head and grabbed her. So hundred yards is a long, a long. That's a football field to drag a body. So oh, I somebody, guess not. yeah. I wasn't thinking that was that far. Yeah. So uh, that's a long. So it, 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 they someone got her attention somehow mm-hmm. to to get her away from you know. Maybe can you help me? This kind of thing. But walking over to the woods, you know. So is it possible that it was somebody that she knew? Mm-hmm. You know. Now. If it was somebody from the school, those boys might have recognized who that was. But I'm guessing you're going to tell me they didn't recognize, you know. So no. So was the was it the local bum and everybody knew about him? And, you know, the local homeless guy and everybody. So this per- and here I am assuming it's a guy because it always is, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they, the DNA we mentioned at the top yeah. was a male DNA. So right. So 
somebody he got her attention to get her over there at least halfway through before he like strangled her or knocked her out or something. Okay, so that's a good question for you though, for our listeners. You automatically meant went to a male subject. So is that common for you? Are you are you guys were you taught that? Yes, and we're talking 1991, yes. Yeah, so especially back then, it was really common. It's, it's common, yes. There's no... I think we all know that, but... <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. Now, the thing is, you know, did he... You know, how, how? Okay, what's her size? You know, these are the kind of things that I want to know, right? I have his size. I don't have her size. Oh, was he a big guy? Yeah. yeah. Big? Was he physically fit? Six foot tall with shoulder length blonde hair, but six foot six foot tall. Okay, shoulder length blonde She's hair. She's a sixteen year old girl. She doesn't yeah. look that tall. Shoulder the length I have. blonde hair. That's probably somebody still old enough where they have enough strength. They he could have um, he could have subdued her in the car and dragged her. I'll give you a, a spoiler. He was twenty seven years old at the time of okay. the murder, so yeah. he's almost thirty years old. At yeah. This time. So so it's possible that <clears throat> he knocked her out at the car. And mm-hmm. and dragged her out a hundred yards. Think about that. It's a football field. Yeah. For some reason, in my mind, I wasn't thinking it was. Okay. So you sure a hundred yards? Then? Yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, I guess in my mind, I I'm not a good judge of distance at all. So in my head, a hundred yards, I was thinking it was literally like right across from her car, like literally right behind her car. No, or something. So, so that's this a football is, this field. Is good. Though. It's easy to start for the cops to start the detective to start formulating a theory because there's not too there's not too much that could happen here. Because somebody else would have witnessed another vehicle, you know, somebody to help or something. But you can start formulating a theory. Somebody got her attention, and she was in a direction that she would not have gone. There would have been no reason to go there. And it doesn't sound like she was going to, you know, someone enticed her over there. Hey, you want to come buy a joint or some drugs or something? No. doesn't sound like she was that type of of person. You know, of course, they're going to look into that. You know, they're going to look into that. Which is probably why in all of this research, it just kept saying that she was a great student. She danced, like, wanted to be a writer. She was focused on her athletics and her her studies. I mean, yeah, Yeah. but it didn't, from the way that she was described, yeah. The way that the lead detective even described her, it didn't sound like that. Okay, so so we got kind of an idea what's going on now. Right, right. so we have those two eyewitnesses that found her body, and they're able to give that detailed description. Yeah. Um, Six-foot-tall man with shoulder-length blonde hair. Uh, The police do find single-source male profile on several items of clothing near her. For a quick second, I do think it's interesting, it's neat, that one of the boys said, I'll stay with the body. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of that's kind of cool. I, it that's didn't kinda, specify how old they were either. Which no, is, but the, yeah. one of the boys felt that they need to stay here and you know protect or watch over the yeah. the body. You know and what I mean? Can you imagine how traumatizing I, that? I'm is? I'm not saying he's. Oh, we got to protect evidence. He's there's a, yeah. a a girl that's been killed and yeah. and they. You're right. He they felt the need to stay there and watch over her. I, I think that's kind of until his parents and the police yeah, got yeah. there. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's kind of neat. Because can you imagine yeah. that? You go get the parents. I'll 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 watch her. I'll sit here with you know, a, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry to, to her and her family, but a yeah. dead body. Yeah. And there could still be a murderer close by, too, yeah, by I the thought, way. Like I that, think that says something positive yeah. about that boy to do that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, that made me stop in my tracks when I read that. Mm-hmm. To be honest, though, this entire community, the way they've shown up for her, right. um, has been, this entire community was affected in in a huge amount in the, the entire school. They all loved her. So. All right. Cool. What's, yeah. What's next? Uh, so they find the police do collect a male DNA, male profile DNA on several items of clothing near her body. So it's all of like her clothing. Um, 
And then I have another witness. So this witness is interesting. He recalls jogging by and seeing a man hovering over. So he's jogging by the tennis courts. Okay. So we said that she, she, they were, her body was found a hundred yards away from her car. This is in the general direction of some tennis courts. And I remember that we're at a school, we're at a high school. Mm -hmm. So the Mm -hmm. tennis courts, football field, probably all that stuff. So this man is jogging by around the tennis courts and he remembers seeing a man hovering over a woman's motionless body, touching a girl, the girl's breasts and thighs. Um, and this uh-huh. jogger in the moment just thought that they were a couple <laughs> making out behind in the woods before school or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So he didn't really think much of it. Didn't do anything about it. Now, when he obviously hears about this, um, he does give a description to the police. Of, of what he saw. Okay. So he's able to give a description of the man also. And okay, so we have three people that can positively identify the bad guy. Yeah. Okay, this is good. Yeah. As far as that goes, though, this is really all the evidence that we have. Okay. Let's talk. Let's stop for a quick second. And mm-hmm. g- so you said she was beaten and strangled, you said? With with her? Beaten, s- sexually assaulted, and strangled to death with her stockings. Okay, beaten. Did, did they talk about, did the research talk about, okay, strength? You know, because now. I sat for like two hours trying to get mm-hmm. a hold of any kind of records, even finding this man's inmate information, yeah. which is supposed to be pretty easy to find, mm-hmm. was very difficult for me. According to his inmate information that I was able to find, he's not been tried yet, which I feel like has something to do with COVID because yeah, the case was solved in 2019. Yeah, yeah. So this is still technically an open case because yeah. his trial hasn't gone through. Okay. So, cause, so the police now, they know her car is over here, mm-hmm. and this is the crime scene. Or, but they, so they have to search the car, right? And they have that long distance, hundred yards. To, it's probably. It sounds like it's a direct line, you know, yeah. potentially. And then they have to try to figure out what's evidence. Remember, we talked about this before. They have to figure out what's around cigarette butts. What they have to figure out what's evidence, you know, and yeah. that's. That can be challenging. So they're starting to formulate a story. They're talking to people, finding out about her and associates. And is, are you, sh- mom and dad? Are you sure she's not doing drugs? Are yeah. you sure she's not with some boy and sexually active and those kind of things? You know, yeah. sure she didn't have a breakup. You know, figuring that all out and trying to put it together. And the only thing they have is is the DNA now. Yep, that's all they have. Is and that in profile. 1991, that's right about the time they started CODIS. Right. And uh, you remember what we were talking about, about how I said they should go back in and like make everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that was a good point that I made oh, that I'll it? talk about in a minute. Oh, okay. When I was reading this, I was like, oh, my yeah. God, I literally said that. Yeah. I, I mean, a memorial plaque in her honor was built at the school. It's still there today. The, the case continues like they try. They do everything that they possibly okay. can. What did I say? His name was. Um, how, how did they get to him? Jim Doyon. Who? The dude. Yeah. Give me a second. Oh, you jumped to the memorial part. So yeah, I'm just talking about in between because okay. I'm gonna jump like oh, 10, y- 20, yeah, 10 years. Yeah, because it goes cold, obviously. Yeah. Then right, it goes cold. Did I cut you off when you were about to tell me it was gonna go cold? Yeah. Okay. What is it? Ninety-one to two thousand eleven. That's twenty years. Am I right? That's about twenty years. Yeah, because that would make someone thirty-one. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So for twenty years, it's gonna it's gonna go. Pretty cold. It's mm, cold longer than that because I said 2019. It, but go, we're, it we're goes jump- cold in 2011. No, no. 2011 is when they start uh, activating it again. Right. right. So it's going to be a cold case for about 20 years. So it went cold mm-hmm. immediately with a description yep. and a DNA profile. Just, yep. just a regular male profile DNA. 
Yep. How insane and like terrifying for that high school and for that community. Mm-hmm. That like that's just terrifying. I would not have wanted to go to school, continue to go to school after that. Mm-hmm. It would have been a big note for me. Well, I'll tell you what. They had public service announcement after public service announcement. Boys were were looked at in different ways. Probably, girls yeah. were probably encouraged to go out in packs and 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 you know it, it definitely changed things for a handful of years. I would imagine. Yeah. So then, in two thousand eleven, Identifinders International LLC begins to work this case. So the single source male profile that I mentioned, they were able to find a match to the Fuller family. Um, and apparently who are actually members of family members of Robert Fuller of Salem, Massachusetts from the 1630s, who happens to be a relative of two people named Fuller who came over on the Mayflower. So that's the Mayflower <laughs> connection. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. It's kind of That's kind of the cool. DNA now. That. That, yeah. that's connected okay so identifinders international begins to work with that profile and that's you know they work backwards to find the family that is related and that's how they they come to the fuller family the dna matches or whatever and then they go all the way back to the 1630s and when uh the mayflower came over even before that so because of this uh william fuller immediately becomes a suspect now he is a friend, a longtime friend to the Yarborough family, and his daughter actually went to school with Sarah. And actually, in the 1992 article that I read, uh, it was the, an archived article I found, mm-hmm. he's actually quoted in that article as setting up fundraisers, as setting, like giving out flyers. He's quoted in that article talking about beautiful. trying to find... That's beautiful. That happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. But remember what I said? He enticed her somehow. Uh, 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 hold on. I didn't say this was the dude. Oh. I just said this is where they come to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Skipping ahead. But you immediately, so as an investigator, you hear suspect. This is immediately where your mind is going to go to him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, because. And he, right. Beca- okay. And let me explain family. why. Let me, right. Because he has a relationship to the family. So he knows her. And it goes to my theory. How, why did she go 100 yards mm-hmm. away from where she wouldn't have went? Mm, okay. Because. Because. Somebody she knew and trusted potentially said, come here for whatever reason. Ah, so do you see how law enforcement can get blinders in that moment, though? But no, you have to rule out stuff. You have to, you know, that makes sense. But it makes sense that he would have done it, too, to you. Right. And but now so then you have to start doing a background on him. Yeah. And what was he doing at the time? Hold was he at the time? Does he fit the description? Right. At the time. I don't think he, they never say, and I don't, I didn't see any pictures of him. However, he does willingly give his DNA to, mm-hmm. the, to the investigators. He's like, you yeah, know, get me here, <laughs> have my DNA. Right. And it's, he's not a match, nor is he determined to be the father of the killer. So remember, that's another thing that the familial searches and the genetic yeah. genealogy do is they, they find family members, right. mostly the familial But keep search. in mind, it's okay for the cops. The, this is a guy that, that is it's an investigative lead. That's right, what the website right, said. Yeah. Right. But they, the cops are not wrong for, for mm-hmm. thinking that this is a good lead and potentially could. And they probably walked carefully before mm-hmm. they approached him and Sarah's family because he's a longtime friend of her family. Yeah. 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 So they probably so. they probably did background and then approached him and say, yeah. here's here's the deal, dude. You know, now there's nothing wrong. I've talked about this before, too. At this point in the cold case. Lying. Saying, hey, no, oh. just saying, listen, dude, here's the deal. We reopen the case, and we have DNA, and we track back to a family, and, and 
we're at you. And by the way, you're friends with the family. So mm-hmm. how about, oh, yeah, take my DNA. How about, you know what yeah. I mean? So this yeah. Because the DNA is the way to clear or right. prove. So sometimes you just you just go in and, and, hey, how about you submit the DNA? Now, they're, the bad guy's going to say no. Right. But so are some hard-nosed. Some other people I, are going to say I dislike no, yeah. police. Trust, and, distrusting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- that kind of thing. Y- you know, so you better have done your background. Otherwise, it's risky. Start, or start in background on a subject that, that already knows you're on to them. That would be a little challenging. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, the test did, however, determine that he was a paternal cousin of whoever the killer was. So it uh, the, okay. How do they get? How, how do they? They tested his DNA. His DNA. Yeah, okay, they've that's been right. We're doing the, the mail. Genetic, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're now doing this genetic. Oh, so he, yes. So, so his. D- his I, I got DNA. you. I'm tracking that. Right. Woo. We haven't done DNA in a while. So <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna shake out the cobwebs. Right. So his DNA says. Now they compare it. The genealogist p- compare it and right. says, oh, no, but he's a cousin. So he's a paternal cousin. However, they were unable to determine how closely related. So it could be second, third, cu- whatever. Uh, uh, by the way, that example is the, is the example that gets people mad that don't want you putting your stuff in in DNA, family DNA and family tree DNA and, yeah. you know, all the haters about, about that. Don't do it. You're going to convict your cousin. Which is weird. I know it's weird. <laughs> it's so weird it to is. me. Yeah. Uh, okay, you want your family member to... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's oh, okay. just weird to me. After this, though, the case goes cold again. So at this point, uh, we still have... Yeah. They check CODIS. They check, they check, they're check. checking everything. So now right? in 2011, CODIS should be good to go, though. Okay, but right. there's, not, there's negative in CODIS. Yeah, nothing is coming up in CODIS. They're not able to find anything else in any of the... Like, Jed Match or Family Tree yeah. DNA. None of those. Nothing is coming back. So in 2019, a Tosmo... S&P testing is done. I, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, and I didn't even... I guess I should have Googled it, huh? I didn't... That was like a whole right. other rabbit hole I didn't want to... Break. Can you spell it for me, Hannah? A-U-Auto, S-O-M-A-L. So, okay, I have it right here. So, a Tosmo... Atosomal DNA testing is usually performed by analyzing the genetic variants like the SNPs that are present in our autosomal DNA. So SNP SNPs arise naturally over time and although some can have detrimental effects most are harmless. So it's like a it's a genes- genetic variant. So it's something that's specific to your DNA is what it sounds like. So it's a part of your DNA that is specific to you. It's a genetic variant inside your DNA. Does that make sense? Okay. So, yes. I think, and again, we we never pretend to be the, the DNA experts. So this is where it, it, it stops becoming related to the sex as much as it becomes related to the person. Genetics. To, to the yeah, person. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's interesting. So that testing is done. And the killer ends up being identified as Patrick Nicholas, who was, like I said, 27 years old at the time of the murder. Now, he lived six miles from the high school at the time in 1991. So the lo- that's, that's even better. So now. That, so OK, so remember what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. They're doing their background again. By the way, I liked a, a younger kid with the description of the hair. I liked the younger guy anyways for it for this. 27. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the okay, blonde so hair with the long yeah, yeah. long blonde hair. So, and 
so the the remember just to refresh our our listeners. So okay, is is he in the area? Yes, he lived in the area. In fact, he lived six miles from from the school. What ended up getting him caught through this? Yeah. Because again, he's he was not in CODIS. Um, his brother Edward was in CODIS for a rape conviction and had a Washington and had Washington been able to do the familial searching they would have gotten patrick nicholas a lot earlier so this is a case in one of those states remember we talked about that not every state does familial searching they're kind of against it yeah um so washington at the time was not doing has was not doing familial searching through all these you know the 2000s and so that is one of the reasons that he eluded police all right refresh my memory the the genetic testing showed them edward and then but Edward wasn't living so close. Edward so was they the looked at the brother, Edward Nicholas. So then that's how they got to Patrick Nicholas because he was living six miles from the high school. So they um, did do familial They didn't. No. Had they done it, they would have found him a lot okay. earlier. So I was just making that comment. Yeah, oh, I gotcha. Refresh yeah. my memory then. What 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 how does familial work again? That's a test through CODIS. So that's something that ah. you don't have to have a special uh, software for. Right. That's right. something that they do have the capability of doing. And it looks for it only looks for your brother or father. That's so right. It's, it's only right. your immediate. Family. That's right. But but so how? It's not going okay. to show up like. So, so they'll run your DNA and say your brother gotcha. or father is in the system. So they would have they would have found. If they did familiar, they would have found his brother because was at the time though. How, how long? No, they ago? would have. They would have found Patrick a lot sooner. Yeah. But how, when was his brother in the system? Back in the nineties too. Yeah, oh, his brother's oh, he, been. In, the, his brother's been in the system. Where is it? He's been in the system for a while. Yeah, his brother's been in the system this whole time. Okay, so the whole. T- oh. Yeah. So okay, so but familial search might when it, was it even popular back then? Was it something? I think it's been around. I we'd have to I have to Google that too. Yeah. We had that information, but I. It's been around for a while, though. Cause mm. uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So that's so, a good point. Yeah. It, like I said, he was living six miles from the high school at the time. So obviously they're looking at him. Um, turns out also he was convicted in 1983 of attempted first degree rape in Benton County, Washington, before CODIS, which was in the 1990s. Right. So like in his early 20s. Oh, my gosh. Or mid 20s. So 1991, he was 27, 83. That's almost 10 years. What is that? Eight years. Yeah. Okay, so he was they, like 18, 19. Hold on, okay, let's do that math. Okay, so they got him. He probably fits the description. He lives by the the school, and he's a a convicted bad guy. Yep. And then in nineteen ninety three, they're liking this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then in nineteen ninety three, he's arrested again for first degree child molestation. Yeah, this is an easy. So did he do time? He pled uh, guilty to gross misdemeanor, and that allowed him to skip putting his DNA into CODIS at the time because it was a misdemeanor. In 1993. Oh, yeah. I don't think. How insane. What was that crime again? Uh, First degree child molestation. Yeah, no, no. That's that's those are felony crimes now. That's I don't know what happened. He pled to gross misdemeanor and it allowed him to skip putting his DNA. Oh, He had a great lawyer. Jeez. Oh, my God. So it also. So 1983 is before CODIS, right? So that that and the sex registry, too. When did Um, that? Oh, Google that. When did that come about? Yeah. So 1983 is before CODIS, right? And then 1993, CODIS is absolutely a thing. <laughs> but he just like skipped out. He d- didn't have to do it. He got lucky. He got so lucky. And then he got even luckier that Washington didn't do familial searching. So like I, w- 
I can see like how someone would scream, someone in law enforcement would scream about uh, not doing familial searching, you know? Something so easy like that <laughs> could have taken 10 minutes. Not 10 minutes, but you know what I mean. So it's all over the place, the sex registry by state. So it's all over the place. Oh. So it's possible. Yeah, I, it's by state. It didn't say anything so about the sex registry. So I'm assuming at the time in Washington, it was not yeah, a thing. That's, oh, my gosh. He so alluded it twice. <laughs> but he, this is a guy. This is an example of why we have the sex registry. Yeah. Because he committed 100%. a sex crime before Sarah's yeah. murder and yeah. after. And after, yeah. 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 And it's just kind of... Mm-hmm. Like they, d- he's not going to change. Okay, so you're right, and this is an easy subject interview, a hundred percent. As they're building this up, this is easy. Yeah. I mean, as long as you know what you're doing, and as skilled as I am. <laughs> now the police have his name again, mm-hmm. investigative lead. Right? They still have to do what? Follow him up and y- track yeah, him y- down. Yeah. So right, right. So they did the background, but at the same time, they're. They're looking for him. Where is he at? And they'd probably like to collect DNA from him 100%. So they're going to do that one of two ways, right? They're going to sneak around and get the cigarette uh-huh. butt, you know. And, and if that's the case, they're going to watch. They're going to kind of surveil him and get pattern of life. Can they grab the McDonald's cup or, or what have you? Or they're going to go right in and ask him. Well, guess how they get his DNA. How? <laughs> um, Cigarettes. Yeah. Literally every like all of That's these the bad best. people smoke yeah, cigarettes. Smoke cigarettes. Stop smoking cigarettes. <laughs> what a way to quit. What a reason to quit, right? You don't want to get Man, caught. Stop no, to quit we're cigarettes. not telling them to quit. Yeah, right. But we're like, not telling bad guys to quit. Keep smoking no, cigarettes. Right. Quit and die, really, for all I care. But um <laughs> So police pick up cigarettes and a napkin from him that he threw out in front of a strip mall while police were surveilling him. Yeah. So they're just like kind so of I a strip mall. It doesn't. It didn't say. Yeah, it just. It's just true. So they're they're sitting there. I can just picture them sitting in their cars with like the binoculars. Well, the same. We we like, <laughs> we did this. We had another case like this. We like this when they do yeah. this. It's so okay. It's very so they and remember, they they you know were on that. They saw him. More than one person saw him drop it, and then a team ran in to to grab it and secure it and collected his evidence, and then they logged his evidence and sent it off to the lab, and they got what. They tested uh, the samples that they had to ensure that he, in fact, was the killer. So they tested it against that profile they got from her back in 1991, and Mm -hmm. it was positive. So in October of 2019, he is arrested and charged with first-degree murder. Um, He was supposed to have an arraignment hearing on October 27th of 2019, but that is literally the last article update that I can find on him. I cannot find anything else, and that was right before COVID. Prosecutors are loving this. There's so much evidence and then obviously they collected it properly the dna and that matches i'm telling you though they they could probably still prosecute without an interview without a confession but you know what yeah i would have been okay if they got, if they got frustrated and couldn't get dna and if he was still kind of like hanging out the schools or just being weird i would be okay with approaching him with all the information you had other yeah. than his DNA, I would be okay, okay approaching him because you have enough information where you can go in and, and, and present it to him in a way where you might get the confession. However, once you get a lawyer, you know, once they get a lawyer, they can recant. So you'd have to, you know, at that point, because once you read them the, their rights, then you can take the DNA, right? R- oh, can you? Yeah, yeah, you read them yeah. So, you know, I, but this is what a great case, what a slam dunk. And I can't believe so. This thing is is been continued. 
or he hasn't gone to trial yet? I've not, I literally was on the computer for like hours okay. trying to find, I went to the Washington state police website. Mm-hmm. I went to the federal way website, the County, like I went to every single yeah. DA's office website and the, yeah, the last piece of information is that he was supposed to have his hearing scheduled and uh, he was being held yeah. on a $5 million bail. But that October of 2019, think about that, is just months before yeah. COVID. So that that's so he was the, yeah. probably already in a waiting period anyway. Yeah. And then COVID hit. Yeah. And then, but also, how many more genetic genealogy things have been solved in Washington alone that we've talked that's about? That's true. Washington does seem to be on it. Yeah. So... Can you? Im- they're they're backed right. Up so that's right fair. Now. And well, I don't think that necessarily makes a difference. But it does. No, what, what but it that does is do, the last piece of information I could find on What it does him. do is make the defense a lot smarter. And yeah, pro- you know they can follow those cases now. Pr- again, probably what the defense is trying to do is remember what piece of evidence seals the deal, the the DNA, right? And how did they collect that DNA? Was that lawfully cl- right. collected? So they're trying to suppress that evidence because if they can if they can rule that that was a bad collection and a bad search, then then they can get that thrown out and that's that's sort of a bummer. Right. Is that the picture of him? So this is him three years after her murder. So this is oh, when he committed man. that second he, or that he, third he, crime. He oh. did not change. He looks right. This oh, is, that's him when he was arrested. Three years after the, the her murder. So that 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 would be that third crime for the child molestation. Yeah, and I bet, I bet that some of the gun is, still has that, that head like? of hair. Yeah, it's the same. I can't find yeah. a recent picture on him. I there, you yeah. literally can't find anything on him. Yeah. I don't think he's spoken I to the cops. They, I wonder if they called the um the boys in for you know the witnesses and stuff. It didn't it's say anything possible. about that either. So it's possible. Um, so he hasn't spoken to the cops. Again, no, again, not that I've seen. Like they, they have said nothing yeah. about uh, if he's said anything or not. So it's possible that the prosecutor said, "No, you know what? Let's let's not give him a chance. We have enough evidence here. Let's just take it forward and have his defense attorney tell us why why he shouldn't go to jail." Yeah. So uh, when they were doing the bail, they cited his pattern of fleeing crime scenes and a lack of community ties. So the oh. prosecutors asked the office asked the judge to set the bail at five million dollars, which is what the it, judge ended yeah. up doing. And and, and he's an uh, he's going to offend again. He, you know, he offended more than once. So I couldn't find anything to say if he offended anywhere between 1994 and or 93 to 2019. So that's unclear. Also, but like well, I said, he, only, I was, he was only caught. Those other times, those, right? Those three, t- those two times. Um, but like I said, when I found his inmate, when I was able to find the inmate info that I yeah. was on him, he did have two charges listed. One says investigated and charged. No dates were given, and no like it was just like the article. Uh huh. And then the other charge says awaiting charged awaiting trial. So I'm assuming that is the 2019. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, and then charged. I'm assuming the other one that says investigated and charged is that one from 1983. Yeah. So those are the only two that are listed. So for charged him. awaiting trial. That means <laughs> <You're>, you okay? <laughs> charged and awaiting trial. You know, pretty much he was arraigned and and the the, the his clock the hundred day speedy trial clock which he probably waived starts so then you said the prosecutors have to start building the case and discovery and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. defense files motions etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's that's what's going on and probably i bet lawyers got really good during covid mm-hmm. you know you know oh my client is sick uh 
My client came in That's contact with. That's what D'Angelo was doing. My client came in contact with five other inmates that were were sick, or five well, other pretrial confinement folks that were sick. And oh, I've been sick. My clerk was sick. Yeah. You know. Well, haven't you seen? And that's what D'Angelo, the yeah. the what is it, Golden State? Yeah, that's Golden what he's State, been doing. Yeah. And now, his defense attorney. I think they're catching on, and and probably These you old, know the, the, the old men are taking advantage. Yeah. Of it. So, anyway, uh, this this is going to be a tough one. Why the pro- why the only reason I can think that the defense is continuing on is because they think they have a shot at getting evidence suppressed or something like that. Which would be the DNA. Yeah. And they in have to all get of the DNA in all of these genetic genealogy cases or familial search case cases that we've talked about, the person has usually like the murderer has at sixty years old when the police knock on their door, they've yeah. usually talked. We've I've usually been able to tell you like mm-hmm. they sat down and they finally confessed, they're pleading guilty. You know, half of them are about are like that, right? So it is interesting to me that I have no information on anything he said to the police or if he ha- if he lawyered up. It doesn't even say articles don't even say if he immediately yeah. lawyered up or anything. Did, so it is interesting it, to me. Where was where they find him when they arrested him again? That was not even said. I'm assuming still Washington. Okay. Um, well, that's good. So like now he's not leaving a, a, a you know trail of bodies elsewhere. Now, um, following the arrest, detectives have said that they're going to be uploading his DNA. Uh, yeah. With sa- against samples to see if he is connected to any yeah. other unsolved crimes. Yep. So. So, watch. Just yeah. like in all the other watch cases. Watch what happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, this gets me excited because, like, when all of these people yeah. are finally caught with genetic genealogy yeah. and detectives say that they're going to do that, that makes me feel like some of these like infamous unsolved cases are going to finally be solved, yeah. or some of these like. John Doe's and Jane Doe's are finally going to be identified, yes. you know? But does it stop or reduce the amount of times that, that this crime type of crime happens? Or people are just sociopaths and they're just not caring, you know? Oh. Yeah. Like, does is the knowledge too, of this Is it too foolproof that, they, peop, that, that bad guys will stop, stop commit, killing? killing or stop raping? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't either, but... I, I would like to have that much faith in humans, you know, right, but I cause, don't. You know, some people are on drugs and things like that. So Well, because there are still people that even when faced with yeah. their ev- their DNA evidence, yeah. they still say, no, I didn't mm-hmm. do it. That's why I don't think this is going to deter people. Yeah. Because there are still people that are like, you're showing me my fingerprints? Absolutely not. I did not do it. I don't I know how do they it. got there. I don't know how they got there. Someone framed me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. How many times people are so mistrusting of the government? You want to talk about making a murderer? How many times can people say that yeah. police planted evidence? Yeah. Absolutely. So I don't think it'll All right. deter people. But Good. yeah, so that's. Well, another one we'll have to follow up on. So keep an eye out. Hopefully. I, again, this one seems to be pretty under wraps. But yeah, I will keep an eye out. Okay, cool. On a possible update for you guys. Awesome. But yeah, that was today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. Is that all you have, Dad? Yeah, just welcome back to genetic okay. genealogy, so to speak. Yep. And if you guys are enjoying listening, we'd love to hear your feedback on Apple Podcasts. You can give us a rate and review. We'd appreciate a five-star review if you're enjoying us. You can follow us on Instagram at True Crime Archives Podcast and Twitter at TC Archives Pod. I still have not gotten the hang of TikTok, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I will figure I'm fi- I'm working on it. Okay, I'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. And I'll, I'll start posting on TikTok. But it's like True Crime Archives Podcast, I think, on TikTok. Yeah. Just search True Crime Archives. And I think, is that all I usually say? Yeah. Jeez. That's it. Yeah, just subscribe and listen, download, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Bye.